Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to break through your own paradigms, lead with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. All right, what is up, my beautiful people? I am so pumped, super pumped to get you this one because we really talk about business opportunities and growth on the show just because, well, it's a relationship show, but I made sure to sprinkle in some of that today. And I also wanted to share this opportunity with you as well. And to back up a little bit, give a little bit of a quick update since the show took a break for a week and I wanted to get some more coaching, more mentoring, more feedback from others so that I can grow my show, create a bigger impact and all that other jazz and also to start refining some of the processes that I have for the show. So you'll start to see some changes, some you'll see, some you won't see, but regardless, I'm going back to the drawing board on some of the things. It won't be much, I promise you. And why am I telling you this? It's because I want to be, first of all, candid and transparent with you all, but also you can experience the changes in the growth here with me, right? It's a fun journey. I get to, I mean, I record these pretty live, like to the day, right? Today's uh, April 22nd, right? And I record these the day of. So you guys get to, you know, have this uh, connection with me as I, as I continue this journey. But um, regardless... All right. If you're tuning in for the first time, now is the time you need to subscribe. You need to click that button right now. Go pause the show. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts so you can get automatic updates. You can stay up to date with me and also how to learn to navigate relationships and so on. Like whether you're in intimate relationships or whatever, what have you. I mean, relationships take all kinds of forms. I feel like we're not really taught how to do this. So this is what the purpose of the show is, all right? So you're in the right place. And it's also to learn from others. And that's why I have these interviews. And today we have Lily Wang on the show. She's an entrepreneur, humanitarian, and an international speaker. She has experience working abroad with various organizations such as the UN, WHO, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to name a few. And she's had her hand in dozens of charitable organizations across the board, and she continues to inspire people along her path. She's taken a slightly different approach to her life, and that is why I brought her on the show, so she can share her journey and the fair amount of success she has created for herself in such a short time. She truly believes in offensive and defensive strategies for life and business, so we got into all of that and more. You're going to want to stay tuned to the entire show, and if you want to learn more about this app, all right, we talk about it in the show. We got You got to head over to thisappwins.com. Go download the app and connect with Lily on Instagram. You can ask her a whole bunch of questions on what this is all about. I put it in the I put all the links in the show notes so you can get to it in one click. All right. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. 
All right, what is up? Welcome back to another relation, another episode of Relationships with Rob. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm the one tongue-tied today, and I thought she was going to be tongue-tied, but now she's a good friend of mine. We had met at a couple networking events uh, back to back, and you know we just had a few conversations off air. We talked to each other back and forth, and I'd love to peel back the curtain because I think she's got a lot to offer. Not, not I think she's. I know she's got a lot to offer and we just want to have this conversation with her. So Lily, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the lovely intro. And hey, man, thanks for the faith in me. You know, I, I have to meet your expectations now and maybe get yeah. tongue tied as well. <laughs> Hopefully we don't do that. But don't worry, this is all edited and it's going to be all nice and prim and proper for the, for the guests. And so for the guests who don't know who you are, let's peel back a couple layers, dial the clock back however far you want and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how this journey got started. Well, sure. Rob, just like you, for your listeners who are listening, I am I'm a Canadian. I grew up in Scandinavia, actually. So I grew up speaking a language other than English. And then moved to Canada, did the fun journey of being an immigrant's daughter, learned English, went through school. And, you know, I think this is a story that so many of your listeners are, certainly so many of my friends and the people in my life have shared, which is 20 years ago, what was the path? The path was very, if you can succeed in school, keep going. And all the respect to the academics of the world and, and everything, I've gained so much from school. But, um, you know, Rob, as you know, I did do that path. But basically what that meant for me was as a young child, I went to school having all the school supplies given to me. So it, didn't, it almost didn't matter so, so much at that age, at least, um, what our parental backgrounds were, because we all had the same opportunities. And I think to an extent that has stayed with me since, really. And as you know, I've done quite a bit of work in the humanitarian side of things, a lot of community service work, which eventually took me to do women's health and women's rights work in the rural, we're talking rice paddies of Cambodia, okay? So not where the tourists go, there's no cafe, there's no, you know, Cambodian coffee or snacks or anything. We're, we're talking the rice paddies there. From there, I set up a health charity for children in Nepal. And of course, on North American territory, uh, soil, I've done some work for Aboriginal women, for, you know, the inner city and LGBT communities. So, so I've just had a long-standing almost relationship, as it were, with the world of development and with the world of, you know, advocacy and, and community service. Yeah, that's definitely a lot. You've definitely not stated all the other things that you're up to. I mean, master's, graduate, um, you're consultant with World Health Organization. You've been in Geneva, Switzerland, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Let's talk about all that. Let's unpack some of that. How did that all get started? What did you graduate with first? And then and then, how did you find yourself working at the World Health Organization? Uh, very good question. I I guess I would say, you know, as an even younger person, because I had been so devoted to working, you know, in the inner city, you know, for the Salvation Army, counseling people for free. And then, as you know, I've done the work abroad as well. Eventually, something really hit me. And I thought, you know, I can keep doing the work that I'm doing, which I enjoyed very much. But what about is there a way in which I can do that even better? Is there a way in which I can do that at a grander scale, perhaps? And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much you know about this part of my history, Rob, but uh, in high school, I was that kid. I, I'd skip class. Uh, there was a mall right next door. <laughs> or I'd skip class and I'd go to the library, actually. That's kind of nerdy. But, you know, I, um, I wasn't that academically inclined. But, you know, when I was in university and working in Cambodia, I realized for me to maybe do more and serve more and serve better 
a certain a certain ability to advocate better on behalf of the people with whom I was working when actually helped me in helping others. And so I, I kind of did what felt available to me at the time. And that was maybe a master's degree, maybe a bit more school and schooling would help. So to that end, I, I did end up getting, like you said, a graduate degree. I ended up going to the UK for that. And from there, you know, leveraging my education as well as my, you know, tons of experience here in North America and in the inner city and, you know, on women's health and women's rights, I was able to, you know, one of 10,000 applicants, I was able to uh, work for the World Health Organization, which, you know, as your listeners would know, is, uh, is, is like the UN, but just more focused on, on the health side of things. Yeah. And that was really a switch for me at the time because I was such a relationships and people like person to person kind of a person, you know, I loved working with the people I was counseling for free. I, I loved working with people, the women in Cambodia, the children here in, you know, Alberta, Canada, and so on. But to somehow quote unquote, make somewhat of a bigger impact, which was my understanding, my understanding at that age, it meant, you know, get another degree, work more corporate, so to speak, you know, the WHO, be a consultant. And so at that point, I was thinking, okay, maybe now I can leverage all of this and do more, which basically meant create the policies that will actually hopefully shape the lives of millions of people for good. Although that was, I enjoyed it very much. And I'm very thankful for those opportunities. To me, ultimately, I am all about the people. And, you know, I like the interactions with the people, which, as you know, ultimately led me to, uh, to yet a new path as well. Mm, yeah, that's the path that I, I, really, well, I want to touch a little bit upon here. But I just do want to mention here that I was the type of guy to skip school as well, too. But I just didn't go <laughs> to libraries. I went to like, like these PC rooms to play like video games and stuff. So you did a lot better than I did, for sure. <laughs> I, I'm just wanted to throw that out there but um you know having accomplished so much and you you i can see so much that you want to create a really really bigger impact and you know we talked a little bit off air about how entrepreneurs are the same way and we but we we need to understand that we need to get paid for that and i guess that's where you and i have been in so many of these i guess seminars and trying to find out what it is that we can do to help others but also get paid for what we do and so this entrepreneurial journey is kind of you know where i want to dive next and so tell us a little bit about how that journey all began and i know there's a lot of people out there listening who has the same kind of background who is like oh we need to go to school we need to get this degree we need to like get all these like accolades and and letters and whatever so to say and then but we, we end up not being so fulfilled in that so talk to us a little bit about that journey with yourself and and how that came about yeah sure yeah thank you and you know i just want to turn it back to you rob for a second you know thank you for being the kind of a person who who to open the door to discussions like this to even have that presence where i think thousands of your listeners probably are going to get so much value from the fact that you are the kind of a person to even pose these questions so yeah so i just wanted to uh, give you a shout out as well i, I received that thank you yeah <laughs> yeah and uh you know you hit it on the nail which is whoever we are however much impact and good we would want to do and i, I truly think that we all want to do so much good we really really do we it's good to get paid I mean, that's putting it lightly. And, you know, I ultimately, it, it really got to a place where I thought I, I love what I do. I love thinking outside of the box. I love coming up with creative strategies to support other people and to ensure that others around me are having the human right to thrive as well. But one part of my story, and I'll, I'll share this with you, and I, I guess with 
all of your listeners, but <laughs> which I don't really speak publicly about that much is that as I was setting up these charities, I was sleeping in a train station, you know? So as I was setting up, you know, this foundation or this, uh, this, this organization, it, you know, to bring more money to healthcare for people who are disenfranchised, for example, I've done that throughout the years. But for example, when I was 23, I slept over at a train station, right? Or I would book my tickets or my train tickets in such a way that I wouldn't be required, so to speak, to really have to uh, shell out and get a real and safe and comfortable hotel room when I was abroad. But I think the point is that, you know, I had such, I meant so well, I genuinely, and again, you know, I was 20 or I was 25, I really meant well. And I did do a lot to drive more attention and to drive more of the available funding that I was able to draw from the networks around me to these populations that I cared about. But simultaneously, I wasn't doing what you were saying, which was honoring myself and asking, what am I eating this week? You know, as a student, as a graduate student, where, where will I be staying this week? <laughs> which, is very, which is very valid and, and a very important question. Yeah, very, exactly. <laughs> so if, and if, I mean, if, you can't, if we can't keep you alive to save the world, then <laughs> how, how, how are we going to do this, right? No so. kidding. No <laughs> kidding. And I think it was a professional couch surfer uh, one year in my graduate studies when I was particularly busy. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's fun times. It's, it's been a very fun journey. But I think the deeper and the very important question is how can I serve better? And we, we touched upon this a little bit in the beginning of our, our chat today, which was, can I serve better by getting more training? And the answer is yes. You know, can I serve better by being able to, you know, work with some of the top policymakers in the world? And the answer is yes. But also, which is what, what, you're, what you're touching upon is, can I serve better if I can eat and sleep and be safe? And so right around this time when, it, when you know, I was no longer 20 and able to pull all-nighters and I was setting up these charities uh, abroad, I just had this growing, ever-growing desire and almost itch, as it were, to be able to produce more. And that's where my entrepreneurial journey began. So I grew up in a family where my, my parents, I don't know, maybe some of your listeners can relate to this. My parents were, you know, very hardworking, very, very good people. And they were ra raised and reared in a world where that would serve you really well. I didn't grow up in a place in a family where investments and passive income and residual income and multiple streams of income was ever discussed. And, and so about a couple years ago, that's when I heard about it first. And at first, it was just such a weird concept, such a new concept to me. But ultimately, you know, to, to just kind of answer your question in the best way possible is how I got into business is two, the, the reasons are twofold. A, I've always been a creative thinker. You know, as other people were studying or just working in a firm, I was always setting up initiatives outside of that. I was always doing fun things outside. And, and that's what entrepreneurs do, is they're always doing fun things that bring value and that also bring financial value to their families. So that's number one. And I'd say that number two is just to truly, truly lead a good life in this lifetime, in our world. I think there's no denying at this point that multiple streams of income is the route to greater freedom, to greater happiness, and also greater self-advocacy in order for you to lead a good life and be there for your family, be there for your kids, and you know, be there for the community that you're part of. Absolutely, yeah. Like I'm getting, I'm getting the the, the chills here just by that, and it really does come back down to your vision, your why. Like most people, most entrepreneurs, just come back to 
it's it's always the the people the relationships that mean the most to them it's the family the friends the the time spent and significant others and all that other stuff so i want to segue a little bit this is a relationship show and you know we've shared a lot here we talked about family we talked about friends and I, you know, let's get a little bit personal and let's talk about any other relationship that you feel was super influential to you in your life oh wow well i, I think how i started on this community service journey and and this work that took me abroad and and to the inner city and and everything i think really was from a relatively young age i just recognized that we all have that human right to thrive and it's the capacity that we're missing the capacity and the systems in our community and in our world right now and what that means is you know if we're not getting the clothing the food the shelter and the encouragement really to thrive then we're not really meeting that mark that potential that we all have. And so I think for me really it was just recognizing that what I saw in me when I looked in the mirror was what I saw in that person, in the woman who's, you know, who has three kids just getting her groceries, in the person I've never met halfway across the world. We are all one. I mean, we're such unique expressions of that one, capital one, but we are all one. Why is it that I was able to play piano when somebody else wasn't able to get water? Fundamentally, I just saw, you know, when I looked into someone else's eyes, I just saw this self in them as well. And I think that was a driver for me because um, certainly, you know, I don't want to get all sad and emotional here right now, but certainly I think doing a lot of the work that that we do in the community, you know, seeing a lot of poverty and maybe um, inequity and and unfairness, for lack of a better term, has been really challenging. And what really pulled me through that and what has made me sustain my desire to work with people, you know, in spite of these challenges, in spite of having to see other people suffer, is, is seeing that that relationship I have with that person in front of me right then and there, that That's single great. dad, yeah, that single dad with a mom who's just trying to make it through her week with her earnings that week, that relationship is a relationship that I have with myself, with, with God, with everybody else. We are all one. And that's why it, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter that sometimes there's challenges because ultimately we, we absolutely must be the highest expressions of ourselves that we can be. Yeah, that's, that's big. No, that's, it's huge. What, what you talked about there and seeing the, the self-expression in yourself and other people and being, what I got from that was just being the change that you want to see in the world and inspiring yourself and lifting yourself up to a point where other people can get inspired and say, look, I have that much potential in myself as well to, to vie for these things, to reach for these things. Yeah, yeah, totally. Thank you. Since you're asking about if there's been, you know, a specific or a, a particular relationship that's really shaped me or helped me grow even more on this journey, I'd love to speak to that for a second. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, awesome. So, you know, you know me, Rob, and you know that since I've been doing this since from a relatively young age, it wasn't exactly, you know, a partner or a specific classmate or friend or, or romantic relationship that started my journey. Rather, it was more like this was my journey. And along that journey, of course, I met more friends and I had relationships, right? But, it, but that being said, you know, I, when I was younger, I, I did have a, is it okay if I get personal, I guess? I, I'd love if you do. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Okay. Let's get personal. Um, so I, I did have a, um, a romantic partner. So he was my boyfriend for a couple years. So I would say that at that age, that was uh, my serious relationship. We just, we, we were very different. He was very athletic. He's very like, he left everything off and I was more, a little bit more contemplative and I can barely kick a ball. <laughs> 
But um, you know what they say, it's so cliche and very, very uh, almost corny, but you know, it's ultimately, it's about your values, right? When you have similar values, that's when you, that's, that's the true compatibility. So we, we did have similar values in that I think we were both very giving and very like heart-centered people. He expressed it in a way that at that age, I thought was different for me. And again, you know, I met him when I was quite young. So at that level of maturity, I thought it was different. But since then, you know, the reflection, not on him, you know, not, not the pining for something from the past, but just the reflection of, you know, my life's journey so far, it's, I've actually realized that we were, we had the same heart-centered desire, just slightly different expressions, you know, which was, which is cool. And his expression was he gave that love to the people right beside him. He was very, very good without consciously making the effort. He just naturally expressed that love, the joy for people, for his neighbor, for his friend, for his sister, for his teacher, everything. And as a result of that, you know, I'm sure you can relate is people who are just so genuinely happy and giving I don't mean excitable or excited, but just so genuinely grounded and happy and giving their life is so smooth. Like, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I was just, I was, I was nodding my head for people to see, but yes, uh, they're not going to see. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was, I was definitely nodding my head. I love it. Thank you. So because he was so genuinely heart centered and giving and generous and happy go lucky, what it meant that nothing bothered him, no, nothing upset him. He truly just saw the good in everyone. And guess what? He was, he was kind and, and therefore, you know, the karmic and the universal laws would just, would just give him great people. He had great friends, great relationships with everyone, of course, great relationship with me, right? Everything was good. And very similar to that, but a slightly different expression was I had that love, that heart-centered generosity that I wanted to kind of give in, a, in, a, in, a, in an outside sense, I guess. You know, so when I was, you know, seven and I grew up in Scandinavia, I was thinking about kids in Africa. I, I know, I know it's so cliche and you might want to edit this out, but that was me, you know, at my seven-year-old consciousness. And so by the time I met this person, this, you know, this former boyfriend of mine, I had already been on a quote unquote long path of focusing in that way, right? I would take the bus for two hours to try to give my love to, to the women in the inner city or to give my love to the single dad who... As you know, because of how it is, and uh, you know, on our continent, you know, after the dissolution of a marriage, right? Sometimes times can be, you know, a little bit challenging, and that's how I express that heart-centeredness. And it's just retrospectively, you know, really hopefully learning and appreciating all that I've gotten in the past ten years. That I realized that what I actually learned from this person, this former boyfriend of mine, was seeing how grounded he was because. I had that desire and I certainly was giving that love, but I think that unlike him, I wasn't as solid or grounded on the day-to-day -day level. He was so grounded and so just genuinely generous with his emotions and giving with his heart that day-to-day -day, nothing upset him. How would it? If you're so happy with yourself and so thankful for your neighbor, your friend, your mom, there's no issue in life, is there? And so I think it's, it's taken years later that I thought, wow, how I handled that situation or, you know, you know, when you're setting up NGOs, you know, non-governmental organizations or charities, there's a lot of challenges. And so your desire is to help a lot of people or to provide food or healthcare to a lot of people. But as you know, right, as an, as an entrepreneur, there's always a nitty gritty. I've learned consciously by observing people who are, who have really effective relationships that if in that process, you can also remain grounded and find a way because it's, it's going to be different for everyone, but find a way that speaks to you that'll allow you to be grounded and for you to appreciate and love and honor 
every person you meet in that journey, that's how you actually get to your destination in a much more happier way. And, you know, Rob, I, I don't know if I'm making much sense here. I guess what I'm just saying is that a really, really, probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that whilst it is maybe good and maybe honorable or maybe nice to have a kind heart and want to give, want to give, and I think we all do, and I certainly did when I was younger, whilst that is good and maybe that's honorable, the truth is that if, if along that journey, if you don't get better at working with people, the people with you, the people like on your team uh, to achieve that, then, but yeah, I guess what I just mean is although, although that's good and, and your heart's in the right place, it's, it's the delivery, it's the method, it's the path and the journey on the way to there. And really what I learned from my partner when I was younger was that uh, if you can find a way to extract and see the love that you have with the people along the way, your day-to-day -day interactions, that's, that's only going to make your ability and desire to impact more people on a larger scale so much better and so much more authentically. Mm, I'm so glad you shared that and you pretty much nixed that question out because I always have something here for new couples and I think anyone listening in, they could totally get what you're seeing out of that. So I'm glad you you brought that up actually and you shared that with us. So thank you, thank you. I'm gonna take you to a part of the show where we just have a little fun. We're gonna do five random questions. We're gonna get to know you a little bit deeper. Okay. okay. And my audience can connect with you a little bit deeper as well. So let's, uh, let's do that, you ready? Okay, I just wanna say your audience must be used to your fun antics and <laughs> your entertainment value because I am in total shock, but <laughs> But I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. If you could domesticate any animal in the world and have it as a pet, what animal would it be and why? And I'm throwing in a vegan disclaimer here. Obviously, <laughs> you shouldn't be domesticating animals or anything like that, all right? I'm saying if this was a perfect world and we were, <laughs> this is actually better for the animal, then what animal would that be? Got it. If this were a perfect world and we lived in a cartoon world where they would be yes, personified. Exactly. Yes. Okay, yes. all right. Well, if this were a perfect world, to answer your question, it would be like a little tiger cub. They're so cute. Yeah, just, just straight cuteness, that's why, yeah. Straight cuteness, look at their chubby paws. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, think, I, always, I always think puppies or cubs or whatever are always so much cuter with their enlarged paws. It looks, fun, it looks so funny on them, but yes. I yeah. totally agree. And to answer your question of how come, I think, oh, if I had to be deep, <laughs> that was my cute answer. My deep answer is like, to me, it's like they're, they have the potential of the real tiger, the real power in them, but they're so young and so moldable. And I think that's what we are. Mm. I mean, you might have a listener, like your listener could be 20, your listener right now could be 55 or 63, but you are so moldable. You're still Love growing. It. Love it. We'll get, you a, we'll get you a little baby cub. I'm just kidding. I would really like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there a favorite book that you have right now or are you, are you reading something that you'd like to share with us? Oh, sure. Um, I read a lot. I guess one book I read many years ago that I just have on my nightstand that I just, you know, flip open once in a while is Ask and It Is Given. That's by Abraham Hicks. So I'm not sure. Um, maybe some of your audience might, members might, uh, might be big on them. But um, if it's not big for you, you know, the concept of the book is basically, you know, everything that you want uh, in this universe, in this lifetime, in your life is available to you. It's uh, in, in the simplest terms. Now, this isn't going to do the book justice, but just very quickly, you make that switch. You know, when you're the, the more appreciative you are, 
uh, when you ask for it with the right intention, with a good heart, with the, with clarity of mind, uh, the world really does open up to you. And I, I know Rob, you know, knowing what kind of a person an entrepreneur and, you know, successful person you are, I know that you get that too. You know, you're vibing with me, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I, this question is more for me. Most listeners, I guess, of podcasts don't really read books, I would say. I guess they're more audio people. But like this, yeah, that question is more for me. But I'll link that up. Ask and it is given Abraham Hicks. Definitely on that page. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, money isn't a thing, time isn't a thing, where would you go and why? Oh, I love it. Um, oh, Jesus. I normally would have such good answers for you, but there's something on my mind right now, which is that I am actually going to Delhi, India shortly. So it's funny. So that's because that's in my headspace. I would love to go to India. Mm. Uh, I've never before been, been, and I was invited to speak at the Women's Economic Forum, a conference. So so hopefully that'll be exciting. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I hope you have a strong stomach. I do. Okay. Cause you know me. I, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I've worked in Cambodia. I've worked in Nepal. I've done it all. I, I can eat. Don't worry. <laughs> <All right. Okay. laughs> um, if you could meet anyone who has passed away right now and have a conversation with them, who would it be and why? Oh, I feel like at this point in life, we all need to have an answer like that because it's such a good question and it's such a deep question. And I feel like after you, I'll be asked that many times. Yeah, yeah, very, Rob it's is... A very, it's a very common question and my answer <laughs> always changes. Like, Does it really? Yeah, it's always... I think my answers changed like three, four times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've never answered this to anyone. I've deflected it with a joke. <laughs> but to honor you, Rob, because this is your show... <laughs> I want to, I want to be a good, um, good guest and answer your question. Okay, so here goes Wayne Dyer. Mm, definitely, he is the quote machine, Doctor Wayne Dyer. <laughs> he is the quote machine. Yeah. Yes, he to me just represents someone who is a very learned man. You know, he's he reads a lot, he studies a lot, he teaches a lot. That's one thing uh, I I don't think I've told you actually is I used to teach a lot. I taught, you know, I've been a TA at the university. I love teaching so much and. In that very specific regard, it's somewhat similar to Dr. Wayne Dyer's background. But really what speaks to me about him is the fact that he is, he's just so, he just so beautifully translates all of that knowledge. And I'm not sure if you know, but he was very into Eastern philosophy as well. So he read, you know, Chinese philosophers and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just so beautifully translates all of that, a lifetime's worth of knowledge and learning and philosophy into a way that's easily understood, that's deep and so loving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He studied a lot of like the Taoist uh, teachings and stuff like that. So there was, that did come up a lot in, in the way that he would explain things and stuff like that. I would watch some videos of, of the things that he would explain and, and he connects the whole, the whole two, which I love. But yes, he sure. he's definitely an influential man for sure. Awesome. Do you have any weird eating habits? Do you ever get called out for anything? Yeah. So um, the other day I was, uh, <laughs> so, you know, for your audience members, I'm relatively young, but I'm just not uh, a very, I'm still learning digital marketing, social media, and even video conferencing. So the other day I was, um, I was giving an orientation to some of my team members uh, in one of my businesses, and I thought I turned the video off because it was a very busy day, and I was eating samosas. Now, if you've had a samosa, like the real big chubby ones, where like you take one bite and everything just comes out, like we're talking peas, pieces of potatoes, all the good stuff. But I, but I love food so much, a samosa isn't sufficient. So you got to have your dips and your, you know, your, your chili and all, your, you know, all, the, all the right stuff. So I thought I'd turn the video off and I actually texted one of my team members like, hey, just so you know, like I'm not on video anymore, right? 
but it was a very busy meeting, so they missed it. So for parts of it, when I wasn't talking, I was just eating. Like I was so hungry and the samosas were so good. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I was just eating away and it turned out 40 minutes into it when I was finally done. One of my new teammates who, who I get along with really well, who is an awesome um, y- you know, person, I guess. She's like, oh, um, was that yummy? It looked so yummy. <laughs> Dear God. Dear God. And then, uh, and then one of the ladies I was giving an orientation to, uh, the next day she's like, wow, you are a chomper. <laughs> so it appears uh, that to friends and you and old that uh, I, I am a chomper of food. Like, like a bunny rabbit. But no, samosas, samosas are amazing. I love samosas. You just made my stomach growl for them. They're awesome. Oh, yes, yes. So, so for today's session, you know, uh, you know, for those of you listening, I, um, I wanted to keep it professional. You know, I wanted, um, I wanted Rob in his best. And, I, I, you know, I don't want to throw him off by, by my chomping, which <laughs> I tend to do. All right. So I'll <laughs> make sure to keep my distance when, you, when we ever have dinner or, or lunch or something like that so you don't chomp, chomp at me. But uh, thank you for that. I appreciate uh, you having to spend a little bit of time with me here as well, too, as well, as well as your vulnerability and sharing your journey and all the amazing things that you've been up to. And I know you have barely, barely scratched the surface. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the background there. Uh, but how can people support you? Where are you hanging out? I know it's Instagram, but tell them a little bit about uh, how they can get into your radar of all the entrepreneurial things that you're doing right now. Oh, sure. Well, I guess, you know, I guess we haven't really talked about some of the entrepreneurial things that, that I'm doing. But um, Let's unpack that right now. Did you want to? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess the right answer, because these days Instagram is like, is like the place to be. But y'all, I got Instagram four months ago. I really was that person who just worked as a consultant and never shared things on social media. So forgive me. I think, I think you know, I'm so new to it. However, I love Instagram. No, I'll, I'll link that up. It's uh, Lily with two L's, D-Wang, but I'll link it up and hopefully people will uh, type a follow. But yeah, she is new to the Instagram game, but she's doing great. <laughs> I, I find her, her post very super inspiring and stuff like that. So definitely give her a follow. And I want to talk a little bit about this venture and I want the audience to know a little bit about it because I think it's a really, really important thing for people listening in who want to make multiple streams of income. And we never really talk about it on this show. So let's talk a little bit about uh, that and the app that you're that you're working on. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. So certainly when it comes to multiple streams of income, um, this app right now is, uh, is one that I'm focusing on. It's, it's a consumer-based app and it's free to download. So, you know, guys, if you've heard of Uber, right? <laughs> if you've ever used Uber, you understand that to get the app itself, it's free to download completely, no strings attached. It's very simple. It's just like the Starbucks app. So similar to that concept, this is a consumer app. Um, but on top of that, we have hundreds and hundreds of companies on board. You know, we're talking Home Depot, we're talking Staples, Dunkin' Donuts, Barnes and Noble bookstores. So whether it's, you I know, like Best Buy on there as well too, right? Yeah, that's right. I did send you a picture. You're, yeah, that's right. Best Buy and Whole Foods just signed on board. And as of a couple of weeks ago, um, this is crazy, Rob, uh, Delta Airlines and American Airlines and American Southwest are on board. 
Okay, and so usually when I share this with a friend, their next question is to get a little patient, like, okay, Lily, but what does it do? <laughs> and so um, in terms of what it does is because it's a consumer app, now if all of these companies are on the app, it means that whether you're purchasing your, uh, your, your binders at Staples or your coffee at Krispy Kreme or your, you know, all the renovation stuff that you need at Home Depot, at the point of purchase, you get your 5%, 7%, 7.5% off every time. Mm, and then you can use this balance or whatever, what have you, at other participating retailers, such as Uber, or if I want to buy a TV at Best Buy, or if I want to buy like groceries at Whole Foods, I can use this app where I'm just saving money and I'm getting to respend it again, the money that I'm saving. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And what, what we're hitting upon now is two layers of discounts, eh? So I want to make that clear. Number one is clear cash discount. This means that if you go into Banana Republic, which is on the app, right, and you're getting your sweater or your business casual, you know, attire, 7.5% comes off right off the bat. That's it. Mm. It's, it's, it's a discount. That's number one. And then number two, Rob, what you're mentioning is the second layer of discount is on top of that. We now have an additional discount of, for example, 5%, which is put back into your wallet into the app. Okay. That is, that sounds pretty legit. Yeah. And that second layer discount is what Rob, you're mentioning, which means at now that you've, you have those, those um, savings through the app from, for example, Banana Republic, you now go across the mall to any of the other several hundred companies and you redeem that amount and it's dollar mm -hmm. for dollar. Love it. So that's from the consumer end, guys. So you download this app and whatever, if you guys are already consumers of this retailer or, and I'm sure most of you guys are, like she's mentioned Uber, she's mentioned a whole bunch of all these other places that I'm sure you guys have, you're going to shop at at one point or another. So download the app from a consumer point of view, but she does there, there is a way that you can make money off of this app as well. And we're going to touch a little bit upon that, but I think you guys should more or less connect with her and find out personally on a more intimate level what she's up to so let's share a little bit about how they can make money with this app briefly. oh yeah sure rob you are just a born entrepreneur i love how you're wording it um so how they can be how you can be a consumer is basically you you get the app. remember how uber spread your friend gave you a link you clicked on the link it took you to the app store you, you know or the android and so on um and this is it is just you know i don't know if rob can you know link you the download link but that's it you click on it you, you click download and it's on your phone. Register, put your name on it, that's it, right? That's how you become a consumer of it. And now this isn't really a sales call where, you know, I'm not exactly uh, giving the, all your, your details, but, but you get the point, which is what Rob said. You're already going to go to Best Buy. You're probably already going to shop at Kroger or Whole Foods, right, or Staples or The Gap. Just save another 5 or 7 or 10%, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a consumer end. Now, the um to make to make um money is the distribution and as a distributor you know when all of the consumers are using the app across we're talking hundreds and thousands of distribution points hundreds and thousands of locations right we're talking every amc theater every whole foods every bed bath and beyond right you get a cut of, you get a cut of that we get a cut of that that sounds right. pretty damn legit so you guys are going to want to find out some more information so i'll link all that up and you guys can get a hold of uh lily and you can ask her you can bug her on instagram i'm sure she'll love that yeah <laughs> you know send me you know 
at this point, you know, send me a message. Uh, I guess, you know, Rob was suggesting find me on Instagram and send me a message there mm-hmm. and, and we can chat. Rob, I, I think you mentioned that this might be really helpful to your audience, which is that some might be super, super successful entrepreneurs. Some might just be starting out. And I'll tell you this, if you're the super successful entrepreneur, cool, hop on. I've got some multi-multi-millionaire serial entrepreneurs on my team, right? You want that additional uh, income stream, and this certainly is one. But if you're more starting out, oh, I don't know if it's good to be this vulnerable, this openly, Rob, but for those of your, those audience members of yours who are maybe more new to this, I guess I would want them to know, like, I started, I started this journey a couple months ago. I have no sales experience. I've never done direct sales. I have no marketing experience. I, I would, you know, from how do you go from that to a team of over a hundred? And now I've set myself up so that I'm already getting four figures per month in the passive income. And guys, if you know what this means, this means eventually in, in perpetually every month, that's just going to come in. So guys, if you're not inspired now, I think you should definitely be inspired. Guys, she started this two months ago and you guys heard her story. She did not mention one snippet of business or any of that along her journey. And it just goes to show you how much you can do and create for yourself in the two months. So definitely get on her Radar, she's definitely a good person to learn from and also follow and actually just ask more questions about this journey and get involved. So I'll put all that up in the show notes. I'm going to take you to the last part of the show where we ask a little bit about heartbreak and heartbreak comes in Uh forms. Yeah, (laughs) but it comes up in all kinds of forms and it shows up in divorce, separation, just normal relationship breakups and bankruptcies, job losses, all, the, all kinds of stuff. Heartbreak is just heartbreaking. So anybody who is going through a heartbreak right now, what type of advice would you give to them? Oh, what types of advice? Um, I guess I would say, you know, I don't want to be um, too directive here and be like, you should do this. But maybe I can say that reflecting on my own recent heartbreak from a couple months ago, maybe I can say what I did to hopefully move forward from that. Okay, Absolutely, yeah. yes. Okay, awesome. Well, this just got, I think we've been really real this whole time, but this just got even more real. (laughs) So yeah, like Rob, as you know, like a couple months ago, uh, my relationship, so my personal relationship ended and uh, that coincided with some big life changes, you know, from what I know, you know, your, your followers and and your friends and your listeners, um, a lot of them are going through some massive changes as well. So one of my changes was that, you know, I moved across the country. Uh, I completely switched gears of my life. And then as that was happening, my intimate relationship came to an end. And I guess reflecting on how I, not that I moved forward, but how I at least made my best attempt at moving forward day by day after that was just ultimately everything in life is you with you, your relationship with you. I don't know if you're religious, if you're spiritual, and it's okay if you're not, and it's okay if you are. I use the word, just like how Dr. Wayne Dyer talks, you know, I use the word God. I don't necessarily mean that in terms of a specific religion, but, you know, I do believe in a higher power and a source that exists in each and every one of us. And so I think ultimately is, is the fact that when I was with him, I felt a sense of support and we were, you know, we were good friends and all of the good stuff. And it is sad when that ends, you know, but, you know, you chose to end it or it happened to you because ultimately uh, it wasn't meant to be. And so although having that support from quote unquote, the other, i.e. the partner, having that support can be immensely positive and supportive at the end of the day, it's you and you, like I said, 
And so because we decided to terminate that relationship and that coincided with certain other challenges, right? In my life, I, I literally almost had to have a conversation with myself and say, listen, I have two paths. One is to be extremely sad, which is, which is fitting, which is normal and give up. Cause it was just, you know, Rob, you know, that was a difficult time. Like I've said, so one is just give up and, and, and just, but number two was to try to extract whatever strength, whatever love, whatever courage was still inside of me. And whatever you appreciate, appreciates. Whatever you look at or use or hone gets bigger. I know if you're going through a hard time, there is that one cell. Now this sounds mean. There's one cell of courage in your body. That's not what I meant. But I meant there is always that one atom, even at your worst, even at the most painful, there's always that one atom, that one cell, that one part of you, a small part of you that has the courage, that's, that still has the passion for life, that still has the self-love and love for God and love for people and love for this life. And you would have to just look at it, extract it and use it. As I was going through this period of a breakup, I was actually, I, I got into this app one of my friends who I've known for a couple of years, he's friends with the founders. I mean, as luck would have it. I mean, I have some pretty cool friends, but I don't exactly have the best friends with guys in Silicon Valley making cool apps. You know, that's the fact. But just, you know, what, however you call it, coincidence, luck, karma, whatever. One of my friends was friends with the founder. I got on this app thing. And boy, to go from a breakup to starting a business and then within a couple months of, of time leading a team, it's just a lot of growth. But throughout this, and let me tell you, you know, if you've, if, you know, starting anything has its inherent challenges and there have been challenges. How do I, sh I had to learn, how do I show up for my team? How do I make sure that I deal with the stuff in my life in such a way so that I still show up fully in a grounded way, in a loving way? to my team member. Because what's the alternative? If I don't, I just affected their growth. By the time someone's joining my team, they're putting a certain amount of trust, confidence, and love in me. Everything in life is, is flowing. If they're doing that to me, what do I do for them? I have to give them my best. And so I think if you're listening to this, you know, maybe you have children, maybe you have fur babies, <laughs> they count as well, you know. You know, maybe you have other responsibilities and places where you gotta show up. And I get it. It could be hard. It could be painful. You might have be going through a separation. You might still be, you might still be recovering from, like Rob put it, different forms of a heartbreak. I get it. Like life is hard sometimes. But if there's that one piece of your heart that still has that courage, that still has that zest for life, use it because that is what you will need to show up. You're going to need to show up for your kids. If you're running in an existing business right now, you're going to need to show up for your clients. And if you're not, and if you want to, you know, if, if you're hearing about this app the way I did a couple months ago and you're thinking, oh, it sounds interesting, you know, know that every day you're going to be called upon to show up in a better and stronger way. And when you do that, by the laws of the universe, the bigger and better you get as a person, i.e. as a leader, i.e. as a businessman or businesswoman, the more you serve, the more financial rewards come back to you. Mm -hmm. It is law. Drop the mic, Lily Wang. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me. 
Yes, 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 yes. I hope you enjoyed that interview just as much as I did. If you are not in the show notes section right now, I don't know what to do with you. Please go head over there right now, okay? And download the app at thisappwins.com and bug Lily over on social media and let her know what you thought of the episode. Ask her how you can save money with this app, but also how you can make money with this app. All right. So go do that right now. And I'm hanging out over on Instagram as well, too. If you guys want to hear certain guests come on the show, maybe you want to hear certain topics get covered, then let me know over on Instagram. All right. Like, just shoot me a DM. I feel like you guys should know me already by now. I put my heart and soul into the show, so I will continue to do that. All right. Remember to lead with your best foot forward. Never give up hope. Rob, your host, signing off. Peace out.